Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber. I'm flying solo tonight. Uh, Kartik is uh, actually back from his trip, but uh, very tired and not much fun. So, you know, we dump him for tonight. We'll have Kartik back this week. Never mind. But in the meantime, lots to get to today as the world of football continues. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to use this show today as therapy for me. I always say this is football therapy for the troubled soul and the doctor is in. Well, now the doctor is going to practice on himself. Because quite frankly, I am sick and tired of the constant, constant international breaks. I don't care whether it's Europe, where England played Bulgaria, and by the way, huge story there, we're going to talk about it. Or here in the CONCACAF region where this absolutely ridiculously stupid Nations League tournament is underway. We get to cheer on the U.S. team beating Cuba seven goals to nil. Who cares? I don't. It's boring. It's dull. It's like uh, switching off the Premier League and having to go watch a bunch of three-year-olds play. In fact, Tata Martinez, uh, the Mexican coach, said... Uh, playing in the Nations League reminds him of his days in amateur football. And, uh, you know, is this really where we're at with this? Is the uh, push for the almighty dollar so much now that we're putting on these tournaments that have absolutely no value to anybody, really, except a public that's starved for excitement in soccer, here in the United States in particular, and maybe a national team that's struggling and they get to beat up on someone. Look, we're going to talk about all of this. There's so much to get to. Racism in football. Let's talk about the international break. Let's get into some club football. And now that it's just me and I can really sort of lay my soul out on the line, um, I'm just going to I'm going to let go because, quite frankly, I'm going to tell you why I'm not into Major League Soccer at all. And um may not come as a surprise if you listen to the show. Uh, no disrespect if you love it, but I'm going to tell you why you're being conned. That's right. I'm going to tell you why you are being conned. All right. We're going to step aside, or I'm going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be right back with more here on Fist Street Soccer. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network and others. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. A little Metallica there. By the way, uh, I have a I have a great girlfriend. By the way, she she really is terrific, and um, I'm not just saying that to get brownie points. Okay, um, she got tickets to go to the movies to see. Uh, I guess it was just airing for two days. The Metallica with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra it was uh, uh, very cool. It happened in September, and uh, got to sit through two and a half hours of Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. Good stuff if you get a chance to see it. I'm not even that big of a Metallica fan, but it it was great. Uh, My ears are a little wrecked, but mind you, I think it was 
probably the 10 or 15 or 20 times I saw the Ramones and stood in the front row. That that probably did my hearing, not the uh, Metallica movie. Anyway, welcome back to the show, Fistry Soccer. I'm Nick Gieber. No Kartik today. It's just me. Um, find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Or I'm at Fist Street Sports, either one. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's a great place to communicate. And if you'd like to call in the studio, you can do that, 800-878-7529. We can have a good old chinwag about what's going on in the world of football. Um, in Bulgaria today, the English national team got to play the Bulgarian national team as part of their Euro qualifiers, which is another interminable and dull set of qualification, to be fair. But we saw one of the most horrendous displays of racism in a football stadium that I can remember. There was a group of 50 or 75 black-clad fans, um, Sikh heiling, making monkey chants, yelling racist comments, not once, not twice, not three times, consistently, so bad that the match had to be stopped twice and the PA announcer had to remind everybody I love this had to remind everybody that racist abuse was worthy of condemnation and that the match would be abandoned if this nonsense continued this was a group of Bulgaria supporters wearing black hooded tops, some wearing bandanas, making Nazi salutes and monkey sounds. I mean, it is unbelievable to me that in uh, the year 2019, we are dealing with this nonsense. It is sad. It is a blight on football. It is a blight on us as people, and it needs to be eradicated. And look, you know, look, these problems have all been out there. The, the collapse of the Soviet Union brought a lot of these Eastern European countries into the UEFA fold. They were no longer playing under the banner of the Soviet Union when they did play, which was almost never. And so you're seeing all this sectarian hatred. I mean, look, we wonder how we got the Holocaust, Right. Well, we're not that far removed. Clearly, those same attitudes that brought the gas chambers and the mass deportations and the killing of millions and millions of people, not just six million Jews and gypsies and homosexuals and Catholic priests and anybody that was at the uh, brunt end of the dislike of the, the fascists, we wonder how we get there. We think this is ancient history, but this isn't ancient history. This is today's history. This is the 14th of October, 2019 history. A day when we see sectarian violence in Syria. We're seeing racist behavior in Bulgaria. We've come full circle. And I'm not here to pretend that I don't have a political opinion. I'm not here to pretend that 
Oh, it's all about the sport and all about who's, uh, you know, false nines and uh, how do you play a back three or what formation do you play? Honestly, uh, uh, when it comes to football, a lot of that stuff's pretty damn dull. Football is a microcosm of society. It's the world's game. And we see the reflection of the world that we live in, not only on the pitch, but in the stands. And we see we saw that today. Credit to the English players who decided to continue playing, although I, I say credit to them for continuing to play. I mean, I'm not sure that that is credit to them. I mean, they're certainly brave and, and, and you know, just awful that they have to bear this abuse, but, but why should they have to? Why does FIFA constantly tolerate this type of nonsense? I mean, look at Iran. This is a country, the last country not to let women into football games. Now, finally, FIFA has exerted enough pressure, and they're now allowing women into international games. Only 4,000 seats for women. They have to sit in their own area, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's the same type of stuff makes you sick, right? Oh, by the way, they, they still can't go to club games. So, so why is Iran sanctioned as a FIFA nation? I'm sorry. If, if you have time and time again you go to a stadium and you are subject to racial abuse or your fans perpetrate racial abuse on anybody, forget, forget the players, forget the opposition players or in the case of many of these Eastern European countries, their own players. If you go to these club games in Eastern Europe, the black, you know, unfortunately, the black players that come over there are, are subject to horrendous racial abuse from their own fans. Why does FIFA tolerate it? Why don't you say to Bulgaria, you know what, this is the third or fourth time this has happened. Here's what's going to happen now. You will not play any more home games for a period of three years. You know why? Because nobody wants to go there to play. You know why? Because nobody wants to go and be racially abused. Because if this is who you are, you can't be in our family. It takes a set of balls, a giant set of size six soccer balls. I'm saying that so that Ron doesn't get angry at me. But it really does to be able to stand up and say no, no, no. Not just, oh, you're going to play a game behind closed doors. Or we're going to fine you $10,000 or four pounds or whatever. Because it's meaningless. You say no. No one wants to go to Bulgaria and play. I wouldn't want to go to Bulgaria and play. And the last thing I'd want to do is to go to Bulgaria and sit in a soccer, uh, sit in a football match anyway. Knowing that this is how their people are, you got you know hundreds of fans there in uh, black hooded uh, sweatshirts or, or or hoodies doing Sikh uh, Kyle Nazi salutes and making monkey chants. Come on now, why are we afraid to make a value judgment? Why are we afraid to? We all talk about oh, it's a get rid of racism in football and this that and the other, and we it's a great sentiment, but you're talking out of your ass unless you're going to do something about it and do something meaningful and substantial how about a 10-year ban from international football look liverpool were banned from european football because of violent fan behavior they were prepared to do it there why are we prepared to ban bulgaria 
How about a five-year ban from international football? How about desanctioning your professional league? You know, you want to do something about it. That's what you do. You don't blow smoke up my backside or give me some sort of pleasantries or, or, or some sort of th- thoughts and prayers nonsense. Do something about it. Reach down, see what you got, realize you got a pair, and do something about it. I mean, come on, FIFA. It's enough. Who is anybody really going to miss Bulgaria playing in the in 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 the Euros? No. I'm not. I preferred it when it was the Soviet Union and have to deal with 400 little countries and and these and these stupid boring uh, interminable qualifiers. I I've, I've had it. I've had it with international football. I'm not interested anymore. I am shutting it off. And that goes for that goes for UEFA, that goes for CONCACAF, that goes for all of it. It's all a big, cynical money grab. All right, I've got to go to break. Be right back. All right, welcome back. Mystery Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports. By the way, also broadcasting to our men and women in uniform around the world, listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app, uh, welcome to the show. Every day, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, talking the beautiful game. All right, well, I'm talking about this uh, nonsense going on in Bulgaria today. Uh, racist chants, racism in football, uh, all tied around a, a really dull set of qualifying for uh, the Euros, which has been expanded because of the addition of all the Euro- Eastern European teams. By the way, it was not just this cycle. It's obviously been going on for a while. And, of course, we've got a week of interminable international breaks and friendlies and qualifiers. Here in the CONCACAF region, we have this absolutely dull as, as dish water a Nations League. I mean, really, do you do you care about the Nations League? St. Vincent and the Grenadines 2, Suriname 2. Woo! Be still my heart. Antigua and Barbuda 2, Guyana 1. The United States 7, Cuba 0. Bermuda 1, Mexico 5, and Nicaragua 3, Dominica 1. I mean, really. I'd rather watch paint dry. I'd rather watch my 10-year-old sit and pick his nose. How do you feel about it? All right, joining me on the guest line, a regular caller to the show, a listener, a fine man himself, Ray Roscoe. Ray, welcome to the show yet again. Uh, you know, I, I've been turned off by international football myself because of very similar problems with everything. Uh, I've been to USA Games versus Mexico or a Latin American country, and there's chance build a wall, build a wall. Uh, you know, and they're not talking about the, the foul that was committed. Um, you know, when England sings a German bomber song in, in Germany, uh, it, it's it's classless, and, and all of that stuff, in my personal opinion, is well. a black eye. International sports as a whole. Well, hold, well, hold on. Well, well, first of all, I'm going to agree and I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, I'm going to agree that um, that we are in 2019. We're not 1950, 1960, 1970. Uh, we have hopefully, as a people, 
uh, globally matured, come to certain realizations about our brothers and sisters, whether they are uh, whatever their color, creed, race, or country of origin. And uh, that's what one would hope. But the reality is, is that we haven't. Um, there's a big difference between um, some naughty fun sung by the England fans towards the Germans and uh, the Bulgarians making uh, monkey sounds at um, black players. Look, because I'll put it this way, if there weren't any black players on the English team, they wouldn't be doing the fascist salute and making uh, monkey sounds. I mean, this is a level of insidiousness that that surpasses all others, quite frankly. Um you know, it, it's a discriminatory. It's discrimination against a group, just like in Iran. Uh, they didn't let the they didn't let women in until you know. Really, I mean, one woman, literally. Do you remember in Vietnam the monks when they were being oppressed by the uh, by the uh, uh, president of Vietnam and his uh, and his quote unquote administration? Talking about South Vietnam now, they protested and they they started self immolation. They would burn themselves uh, to death in public as a way to get attention for their cause and to make a statement. Well, this actually happened in Iran. A 29-year-old woman poured gasoline on herself and burnt herself to death in protest to the way women are treated in Iran, and yet FIFA still sanctioned this country. At what point? They take money. It's money. It's money. It's money. money. That's right. It's right. You're, you're right, Ray. It's money. It's the same type of money. Uh, it's the same thing that we're seeing in the NBA right now. You know, where the general manager of, uh, who was it, the Rockets, general manager of the Rockets made a statement about free Hong Kong. And because the Chinese got upset about it and started threatening their business relations, uh, all of a sudden the NBA are, you know, bending over backwards to silence anybody that might have something to say in the exercise of their free speech. Um you know, free speech, which is not hurtful towards an individual or a group of people, it's a political. You know, it's a political point, but it's not being made in the context of uh, of the NBA. It's just this bloke's personal opinion. The Major League Soccer, right? They they told the fans that they could uh, uh, the what was it the Iron Wall or whatever their name was. Um, this sort of pro uh, pro. Uh, uh, the so, anti-fascist. Yeah, the anti-fascist movement, the anti, right, the anti-fascist movement, uh, MLS. You know, because somebody might be offended, and and therefore a dollar might be taken out of their pockets if somebody were to not come or not buy an overpriced beer or not watch one of their boring, crappy games. I mean, really, it's it, it's a lack of any sort of intestinal fortitude. Or let's be honest, it's a total lack of any testicular fortitude on behalf of these people. And for FIFA, it's about the money. For MLS, it's about the money. For the NBA, it's about the money. But where is the humanity in here? Yep, and that's true. And that's why I think, to an extent, uh, you saw the small crowd against Cuba uh, in that really small in the nation's capital. Uh, it's oh, a problem on, that hold, uh, hold, you, I think can only be fixed hold, by the fans. But Ray, Not Ray, showing Ray, up. you saw a small crowd in Cuba. You know why? Because that is just about the most uninteresting game you could see. I told you, I'd rather watch my 10-year-old son play video games and pick his nose. If someone had said to me, I've got two tickets for you to go see the Cuba match, I'd have told them, ah, oh, that's all right, thanks. Uh, you know, I've got to go visit the pro- I, 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 I've made a voluntary appointment at the proctologist. 
I mean, there's just about nothing I would like less <laughs> than to go see the U.S. team play play Cuba. I mean, look, to be fair, there's nothing I like less than seeing the English team play San Marino. I mean, the nice thing about about at least the nice thing about UEFA is eventually England will play Germany, France, Italy, Spain. You know, some of the big France, some of the big you know, teams right. in, in Europe. Like, but, I mean, we don't have that like in CONCACAF. Like, like I see. Absolutely. And, and you do get the upsets. You hear me, Wolves? <laughs> but, but you know, but those upsets are few or far between, and they're not worth sitting through 10 Cuba matches to see the one time that they're going to beat the U.S. team. I mean, it's just it's just not worth it. It's boring. It's dull. <laughs> it's cynical. It's a huge money grab. They want my attention. They want my money, and I'm just not going to give it to them. You know why? Because I don't care. Because at the bottom of at the bottom of the uh, at the end of the day, I don't care about the U.S. team really. I mean, I want them to win because I live here and I'm you know patriotic and all the rest. But it's 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 boring, dull, and disinteresting. Uh, Europa League, uh, um, uh, you, you, pardon me. Uh, Euro qualifying is boring, dull, and disinteresting. Um, I'll watch the Euro Championships, of course, but it's just boring. It, and it all interrupts my, my great love, my great passion, my Premier League, my La Liga, my Serie A, my Bundesliga. I mean, this is the football at the highest level. Right. This is what you want to see, right, Ray? I, I know I agree with that assessment 100%. And, but uh, how, how do we get qualification done? Like, do you have, a, like, a, would, you, would you just move all of these international breaks during the summer months or something like that? Yes. Or, like, and then yes. start the season yes. later? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Ray, you're a smart man. I knew it. You're in Milwaukee. Well, you like beer, I'm sure. But, you know, look, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. You, you, you do your Euro qualifiers in the year before the Euros. Because, remember, it's, it's staggered two years, right? The only thing, as, as I spoke about with Kartik, right. is the African Cup of Nations and the Gold Cup will have to be moved because... Those will conflict, but that's two tournaments. First of all, the Gold Cup, who cares? African Cup of Nations, uh, you know, or was it the yeah. Asian Cup? I forget one of the two. Uh, but I think both will have to be rescheduled. But, I, I, you know, they can find a time for that. Then what you do during the summer is you just take three weeks and you have a qualifying tournament. It'll be much more exciting and interesting. Coaches will get to work with their teams on a constant basis for, a, for a, an extended period of time. And because you don't have these interminable uh, breaks taking weekend after weekend of your of your uh, your domestic comp- league competition, you can actually compress that competition. And you can give these guys a winter break, or you can give them yes. uh, another month off in the summer. I, I, I agree with that. Um, but uh, I also feel in this region, because uh, I know in cricket, the West Indies compete as the West Indies. Uh, that's several different Caribbean countries combined uh, i think it would be much I, I think that it would actually be a very good competitive team within the region if they were to do that in football i don't understand why they can't do that in football money money i mean why would you want to compete as yeah. the west indies and have to take your fifa money and split it and, and share it it's all about money it's dire it's boring it's dull i hate it i have no interest in it Seriously, CONCACAF to me is a region that could just be crossed off the face of the earth. Uh, Mexico, move them to Conmebol, uh, put the U.S. and Canada in their own group, and everybody else can just do their thing. Well, frankly, the U.S. and Canada are boring, too. But you know, it, isn't always, it hasn't always been like that. Yeah, but, you know, but I mean, we're, we're in that cycle right now. I'm being fair, by the way. We're in that cycle right now. 
No, it's the truth. I mean, but the, but the crazy part is that this country spent more money than it's ever had before, and yet this is what the product that we're, they're giving us. All right, Ray. Hold on, Ray. I'm going to go to break. I'm going to pay some bills because, you know, it's all about money, isn't it? Um, when we come back, let's continue the discussion because you, you, you bring up a good point. You're talking about the money spent for soccer in the United States and why we haven't got where we need to go. I'm going to give you my opinion about this, Ray, and um, we can pick it up on the other side of the break. And I'm also going to tell our listeners why I think Major League Soccer is having you on. I think it's a big con. I'll tell you why when we come back. Fifth Street Soccer. Find me on Twitter at Fifth Street Soccer. Uh, pardon me, at Fifth Street Sports or at Nick Gieber. I'm just, I'm letting fly today, really. Uh, this whole Bulgaria thing made me sick to my stomach. Be right back after this. Staples is more than a place to go. I've got 90,000 pounds in my pajamas. I've got 40,000 French francs in my fridge. I've got lots of lovely lira. Now the Deutsche Mark's getting dearer, and my dollar bills would buy the Brooklyn Bridge. There is nothing quite as wonderful as money. There is nothing quite as beautiful as cash. Some people say it's folly, but I'd rather have the lolly. With money, you can make a splash. All right, well, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer, that's what it's all about, money. Money, 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 money. Forget the football. Forget the people's game. Forget quality. It's the cynicism of the money grab. It's not just alone in UEFA or in FIFA or in CONCACAF with this Nations League. Now, you know why they have the Nations League? So they can make money. It's not for competition. It's for money. And it's boring. And look, I understand you're going to say, Nick, you're a massive hypocrite because you're talking about how much you love the Premier League and how much you love La Liga and Serie A and the Bundesliga and Ligue 1 and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Uh, of course, those leagues are all about money, but they don't make any pretenses otherwise. It's about your team. It's about your the team you, you, you hey, man, the team you root for. But I'm sorry. You know, how would you feel if you were a New England Patriots fan and you got to play and you got to watch them play uh, uh, the high school team from L.A., St. John Bosco? I mean, great high school football, American football team. Don't get me wrong, but these are kids, right? Huh. Well, I haven't played the Patriots. Is that what we're getting here with Suriname and Cuba and everything else? It's not interesting. It's not funny. It's not amusing. Uh, but they want your money for it. Oh, we can sell the broadcast right package and the advertising. Oh, what a snoozer. It's like these interminable, never-ending sequels to these Marvel films and the Marvel Universe. And uh, you, you know what all that is? You, you know what Marvel Universe is? That's just Hollywood code for your money is mine, sucker. The acting's not good. Doesn't matter. We'll make a CGI creature. And yeah, started with, uh, what was that guy's name? Jar Jar Binks. Remember that? And the uh, god-awful Star Wars prequel thing that was just an abomination. Ray is still there. To mankind. 
I know, producer Scott's telling me Ray's still on the line. I, I know that. I'm going to get back to Ray in one second. But, you know, I have to cleanse the soul. Otherwise, he gets stopped up. And then you have a massive explosion of irritation and anger and angst. Yeah, you guys wouldn't want that to happen, would you? All right, let's go back to the phones then. Ray, welcome back. Uh, Ray, it's all about the money, my friend. That's what it is. It's money, money, money. Nothing you can do about it. It's ruining the game on the international level. It's taking the purity of the game away. Hey, Nick, is there any other country that links the national team television rights with the club? Uh, not that I'm aware of, because there's no other. Uh, I mean, really, if we're talking about a level of corruption uh, with U.S. soccer and Major League Soccer and Soccer United marketing, I mean, we probably have to look at the likes of, uh, I don't know. And by the way, uh, I hope I'm not uh, saying something out of, out of step here, but, uh, you know, Guyana and St. Vincent and the Grenadines and, uh, you know, Nicaragua. I mean, I- I'm sure... These people are in it for the purity of the football and, and not for the money. No, it's a cynical of a money grab as there is. Uh, Major League Soccer is a con, my friend. Yes, they're teams. Yes, they're fans that support the team, and God bless them. But, you know, you're getting a product that is third rate. It's like watching. It's like if you had the CFL. Uh, how many of you? Ray, do you like the NFL? Yes. Okay. Do you want? I'm watching the Packers game right now. Absolutely, the Lions Packers, the Monday Night Football game. Now, tell me, do you watch the Canadian Football League? No, I didn't. I barely watch college football, to be honest, as well. All right, there you go. Uh, Despite the fact, by the way, despite the fact, I I, I would like to point out that the Canadian Football League has produced some some excellent players: uh, Warren Moon, Joe Theismann, Doug Flutie. Jeff Garcia, Cameron Wake, Brandon Bowner, Joe Horn. I mean, the, the list. The list goes on, right? I mean, the, Mark Gaston now. I mean, right, these are, right. these are these are these are legendary right. players, right? They all came, they all have ties to the Canadian Football League. But does that mean I watch it? No. Is it interesting to me? No. Do I choose to spend my discretionary sports dollars there? No, I don't. For the same reason, I don't want to see. You know. A 40-year-old aging European star play with, you know, some 20-year-old potentially, maybe one day, this guy will go be some talent somewhere. It's not interesting to me. Don't throw it down my throat and tell me me this is world class. You'd like to see Wayne Rooney come here? No. You're trying to tell me you didn't watch the last week of of, of MLS because of two two mediocre teams by did out for the last place in, in the playoff spot? You know what? I I blocked it out, Ray. I didn't watch it. I watched very little MLS this year. And I'm a professional pundit of the game, and I couldn't give a snot about it. It's uninteresting. It's boring. It's it's generic. It's derived. It's presented to me in a nice little clean package with a bow that says, enjoy it. You're going to love it. You know what? Do you remember in the, in the uh, well, I don't know how old you are, Ray, but do you remember in the 80s, everything was like blue label? We had the Chrysler K cars, which were these sort of boxy things. It was a, it was a chassis, and they built all the American cars are built in the same chassis. You could get beer from the market that was like generic. It had a blue label, and it said beer on it. Well, MLS is the blue label version of soccer. It's just 
You go to a stadium, it's wrapped with a blue label, and it says soccer. You will enjoy. Yeah, you know, the crazy part is uh, last year uh, you had an extremely tight title race in the in the Premier League, and uh, uh, Liverpool only lost one game, and uh, Man City lost a couple games, and one of them was to Crystal Palace, and that could have been a decisive game in a league title. And then they say there's – and then this year Man City's already dropped points to Norwich and – uh, Wolves, and that could arguably be the two teams that they might not even lose to Liverpool. I mean, how entertaining is that? Any given Sunday is Liverpool. I mean, is the as the Premier League model could be the Premier League model as well. Well, it, look, what makes the Premier League so exciting isn't just the fact that it's obviously a huge money league. I mean, really unlimited salaries for all intents and purposes. Uh, you know, top stars in the world, not just in not just in England, but in Spain and Italy and Germany as well. But it's promotion and relegation. It's the fact that there is something that is seriously valuable on the line. It's not just bragging rights for finishing top of the league and getting all the money and going to play in Europe. It's it's also, you know, getting the drop and getting hung at the gallows or hanged at the gallows, depending on how good you want my English to be. Um we don't do that here because it, it, that's you, you know it's, it's, it's too generic. It's too. I mean, it's it's not generic enough. I mean, you can't have. Good lord, what will fans do if the Colorado Rapids aren't in the league next year? Well, I, I ask you this: the five hundred yeah. people that really care about the Colorado Rapids can go get an Xbox and play FIFA and have fun, because really, it, it, it is a meaningless waste of time. But there's. But there's no dramatic change coming around the corner, Nick. I mean, we, we they voted for the status quo with this new guy running the U.S. presidency. The the uh, ownership has just changed over at Chicago and, and, and Columbus. These guys invested in. They're not going to invest their money and vote for it to open up the system. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking about Major League Soccer? Uh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep there for a moment, right? I- You'll, you'll have to forgive me. Um, look, there are some franchises that potentially hold an interesting future for Major League Soccer. Atlanta is a great example. Uh, Seattle has been doing well. Uh, LAFC uh, potentially. But you know, it's going to take those owners, or excuse me, they're not owners, those uh, investors who operate those markets, to get rid of the junk crap teams that don't have any ambition, that don't want to make the league great, and that are happy just banking at their sum check every year and looking at the franchise value going up, 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 because the Ponzi scheme keeps going on. It, it, there is hope. That's the hope, Ray Orozco, that those investor operators of those franchises will say, why am, only, why am I the only one that cares? And I'm gonna, I want out. I want those other owners gone or other investor operators gone that don't harbor the same ambition. That's what it's going to take, Ray. Do you think they'll ever become profitable under the current structure and the current system? Well, I mean, what is profitability? I mean, profitability could be looked at a, a number of different ways. I mean, they are, first of all, it is the uh, Sock United marketing money which is keeping them afloat. Uh, they are getting uh, cash handouts through the acquisition of 
new franchises coming in at ever-increasing uh, franchise fees. And then, of course, they have their asset value going up, up, up. Because remember, I mean, someone like David Beckham had, at the time he uh, got his franchise, it was $20 million. I mean, it's now $200 million. That's a 10-time return on your money. That's a pretty good deal, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, but do you think that that team's ever going to turn profitability uh, with, with, within the structure and system that they're currently – that's what this is the model that they well, wanted in until owners and investors that – well, sadly, Ray, uh, we've only got two minutes. i tell you what. Thank you for the call. I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to answer your question, because the only thing that makes sports leagues profitable is when they have large television rights money to uh, disperse among the teams based on where they finish in the league and whatever else it may be. In this particular case, uh, Major League Soccer is of, uh, is of uh, dubious quality, uh, and not that many people like to watch it. So... It doesn't really have much of a value for a big sports broadcaster, so there's not much rights money in MLS to divvy out to the other teams. So uh, until, uh, and how can it get to that point where people are desperate to watch it? Well, it's going to take owner-operators, like the guys that run, uh, you know, like the, the um, what's his name, that runs Atlanta, that owns the Falcons, uh, uh, the guys that own LAFC, the uh, Seattle Sounders, the Portland. Uh, you know, it's going to take those type of owner-operators to make the investments, bring the top players in and say, you know what, we've got to put money into this, more and more money into this in order to get this to get to where this needs to be, that we're fielding a truly world-class league that can compete with the likes of the Premier League and Serie A and La Liga, etc., etc., etc. But really, honestly, those aren't the people they have to compete with. Because the biggest problem, Ray Roscoe, and if you're out there listening, is they have to compete with the likes of the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball. Well, I guess anyone can compete with that these days. All right. I feel better. I've uh, I've let it fly. I've, you know, I, I've cleansed the soul. I've told you guys how I really feel. doesn't mean that you can't love your MLS team if you follow them. That's entirely on you, and I admire you, and I I wouldn't say anything about that. But you're being taken for a ride, my friends. Taken for a ride. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. All right, Nick Eber, Fist Street Soccer. You can find me on Twitter, at Fist Street Sports. You can find me here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be right back after this. That's institutionalized, and uh, that's how I probably need to be at the end of today after talking about these. You know, we went from a horrible racism in Bulgaria all the way to uh, the con that is Major League Soccer that is being perpetrated on you, the football fans. Uh, a con, hopefully, that is on its way to ending. Uh, I don't mean the league. The league needs to stick around. Uh, I mean the way it's run, the business model. 
and all the rest. Of course, I'd like to thank Ray Roscoe from Milwaukee for calling in. Ray's a regular listener. Actually been listening, I believe, to my shows for a, an awfully long time. And uh, it's great to have him as a contributor and ha- have his input, as he called the guest line, which you can do yourself if you would like, if you're listening and you think, Nick, you're full of crap. Um, but it's too late because the show is basically done at this point. But you could have called earlier and given me an earful. You wouldn't be the first person. You won't be the last. I can deal with it. I'm a big boy. By the way, you can hear me host guest hosting on uh, Picks and Parlays Radio uh, Monday th- through Thursday at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I host a show that uh, actually has uh, deal with American sports and sports betting. You, you might enjoy it. Uh, check it out at picksandparlays.net and at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. A lot of fun. I'm uh, standing in for their regular host, Chelsea Messenger, who is uh, on maternity leave. So uh, we wish her all the best. All right. Uh, well, that is just about going to wrap up the show for me for today, uh, which means that I will be back with you tomorrow, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, be sure to j- tune in. Then, in the meantime, I'll leave you with some institutionalized. to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube